Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, buggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name's David Yass. Thanks for joining us. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, share it with a friend. You should know the drill by now, people, but we might have new listeners. And we have a new topic today that's of import. So joining me in the virtual studio, Brown University uh, student athlete, she's a skier, I, I don't ski at all, so I don't speak skiing, but maybe she'll teach me a little bit. Please welcome to the show, Maddie McCarthy. She's here. Yes. How are you doing? All things considered. I'm doing pretty well. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, uh, you know, sort sure. of waiting, waiting through the days here. But <laughs> So this this just this is like breaking news on the Boston podcast. Very exciting. But I appreciate you sharing your story with me. You were now let's set the stage here. Um, you, I presume had been sent home from school. What year in, at Brown are you? Brown University. I should have said that. What, uh, uh, by the way, fellow Ivy leaguer pen. I'm a pen man over here. I didn't get into Brown. They didn't want, they weren't interested in my services. Anyway, what, uh, tell us that what, what year and, and, uh, I take it you were recruited for skiing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, I was recruited for skiing. I just year round. Um, I actually took a gap year, so I was fortunate enough to, to have the opportunity to do that, um, to be able to, you know, I, I broke my leg when I was a senior in high school nope. to have that extra year. Um, and yeah, um, so I just finished my first year going to my second year. Okay. We were sent home, uh, about mid-March. So, mm-hmm. so, and, and I take it the, so was there a season or was there not a season? Yeah, so literally, like the last day of our championship, national championship, uh, was allowed to go on. We were one of the last teams able to compete, maybe even the last um, at Brown. So, uh, felt felt really special, but unfortunately, it just ended really quickly. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And what, what what was the result? How did you did was that was that finished? Was the championship meet yeah, finished? Yeah. So my team actually like the last day of it uh, was like third in the country. Nice. Um, yeah, against a bunch of other colleges. Um, so, yeah, we were re- really, really happy. It was just a very climactic ending. Um, you know, it was just a, a really great time, I think, to, to sort of be together, especially with everything going on in the country. Yeah. Um, so, Well, yeah. that that's the happy part of the story. So I'm glad we did that first. But now what happens is you, you learn sort of abruptly that the program – is canceled and th- this is stunning news to you and tell us a little bit about now first of all uh the ski program is is that the only program that fell victim there are others as well at brown 
Yeah. So originally there were 11 teams, um, which is Jeez. unprecedented, um, especially for an Ivy League school to, to cut 11 teams at once. Mm. Um, and they had a lot of um, public relations pressure um, mm-hmm. from track fields and men's cross country. Um who did a really fantastic job with that. Um, they fell victim to kind of a Title IX uh, decree under a settlement that that Brown, um, unfortunately, had to... Um, they, yeah. they lost a case in the 90s um, for Title IX for discriminating against women in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, that still holds today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, track and field was cut, unfortunately, because of, because of them needing to fall within the bounds of Title IX. So men's track and field and then men's cross country, they were reinstated um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, super, super happy for them. But mm. um, fortunately, there were eight teams left behind, and I'm part of uh, one of those eight teams. What You don't have to name them all, but I understand golf program as well. Yeah, men's and women's golf, uh, men's and women's fencing, uh, men's and women's squash, um, women's equestrian, women's skiing. I think that's... And, and men's skiing or not men's skiing? Well, we don't have varsity men's oh, club. Well, yeah. so <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So, and this has now the logic would, the observer would think, okay, this has got to be because of the pandemic that they've, they've right. had, you know, all kinds of problems and probably cash flow problems. But is it, necess- is it necessarily that? Or tell us a little bit about how it went down and what explanation they gave you. Yeah. So, um, they were um so originally you kind of look at this you look at the headline you think okay casualty of the COVID 19 pandemic right Right. like a lot of things happening there's going to be a lot of sacrifices there's bigger things going on in the world then you look a little deeper and you look and you you look at the quotes of the institution and they keep refuting any claim that it's financial any claim Mm. that it is um uh you know that it's um yeah, I mean it, it's COVID pandemic. Like it, yep. they they basically refute that a hundred percent, and they say it's performance related. So they're trying to channel um, by cutting um, a significantly like, more amount of women than men, um, and now it's in, incredibly imbalanced within the department. So they're now not only uh, breaking Title IX, but they're also setting a precedent, right? Like. People are saying, oh, like, you know, this bunch of rich kids that can't play sports, right? When, it, when in truth, you have kids from all over the world, um, you know, kids play squash in, in other countries that don't necessarily come from a lot of money, right? And this is a way out. And they and they have a um, – and, and in other sports as well. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we're not really interested in the fact that it's what the university did. Um, I think it, if people phased it out, that would have been like a easier pill to swallow. It's how the university did it. So I was given like 45 minute notice, right? Like the entire department was blindsided. Uh, mm-hmm. The director of athletics, Jack Hayes, very much acted alone um, with the president, right? Like they had been playing this for a very long time. They knew about it. They continued to recruit athletes. I mean, if you can believe it, there's about 40 kids mm-hmm. that are supposed to play sports um, that are you know, like haven't even been on campus yet. And some of them have been committed to Brown for like a couple of years and have passed up other schools, not necessarily even within the Ivy league, but, um, you know, better athletic schools, but they chose to come to Brown. Yeah. And it, it's a complete restructuring of the athletic program. Now, officially what the officials said at Brown is it is a move to increase competitiveness within the Ivy league. Now, I don't know that that's any 
more heartwarming than just saying it was a it was a budget cut. Is this common? Is this kind of thing happen? Because I, I, maybe I don't know enough about college athletics. They say we'll increase competitiveness in the Ivy League, and um, but of course there were there was seemingly no notice. Kids like you, pardon me, people like you make de- make decisions, but life decisions based on this, right? Now, did you? Did I take it you you your your decision to ski at Brown and go to Brown were kind of simultaneous, one and the same, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I took a gap year, um, to be able to do so. So I actually like delayed going to college and, you know, part of that is my, my own initiative. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you do that year? Yeah. Um, you know, I skied independently, (laughs) um, rehabbed my knee, um, took some classes. It was, you know, it was pretty, uh, you know, just trying to go through the college admissions process Of course, And, and, really just make it into, into college. But, um, and at Brown, really, that was my, my ultimate goal. You know, I grew up here, Mm -hmm. spent a lot of years away from my family, um, and wasn't really, you know, I just, it it was really just a dream. I live 20 minutes from Brown. So to be able to come home. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think you, you asked, has anyone ever done this before? No, they haven't. Um, and, our fear is not only that, you know, we're going to allow, um, you know, one of the most progressive institutions in the country in the athletic department, uh, get away with discriminating against women in sports. Um, and if you peel back the layers, you'll see it. It's, it's very evident, right? They've had 10, uh, federal title nine investigations that are currently open. That's more than any other Ivy league institution, right? You're talking about a small school like Brown, right? Like Harvard has however many graduate schools, Yale has however many graduate schools, mm. uh, some idea like Yale has two Brown has 10. Right. So, um, it's also more than any other, uh, any or all of the colleges in Rhode Island combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Um, and I think it's just an interesting, um, as to how it's happened. But, you know, I'm, I think a lot of people have different goals in this. I think some kids are really trying to get reinstated. Um, above all else, I'm trying to make sure that we're holding an institution accountable for like, you know, one, as I just said, discriminating against women. And so what, let me stop you for one second there. I get title nine is the, the federal regulation that, that governs equality in, in, among college sports. Why is this one, and maybe I missed it, why is this one specifically discriminating against women? Yeah, so um, they w- were found to be discriminating against women under Title IX in a, in a sort of a landmark case um, in the 90s, and it was settled uh, in the late 90s, and basically it, it's called Cohen v. Brown University, mm-hmm. um, and they, uh, you know, they unfortunately... Well, I, I get that, Maddie. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just, just yeah. if you don't mind, specifically this this move to cut the eleven teams is is that one also yeah. okay? Tell me. They're breaking the terms of the settlement, okay. so okay. No, they don't have to be necessarily. They have to be in stricter compliance, right? But it's mm-hmm. for a reason. It's because they have a track record of discriminating against women, and that's held through. Even you know, this is a case in the '90s, but it's happened multiple, multiple times, and within this department, um, and in the culture they create against female coaches, uh, that's well documented. So, and they're being challenged in court um, mm-hmm. because of it as well. There was a motion filed on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. And and the you know Rhode Island District Court. Um, so yeah, it strikes I mean, it strikes me as just very ironic that Brown, which which by sort of historical reputation has been one of the most progressive, and and even the the sort of you know tongue in cheek way of referring to Brown was you know just a, a bunch of progressive 
hippies, <laughs> right? Um, or or something along those lines. Anyways, um, yeah. but and and obviously highly intellectual set that runs Brown, but this is baffling to me. So you think what it comes down to is just the athletic director's desire to make make the, the some, some individual programs better by cutting others, and it's it's. I know you think it's short-sighted and unfair, but what do you think the true motivation is? The the second part of this is like, we want to make sure because it's so egregious, because it's so like, you know, basically you have a department telling you like, we don't care about these a hundred kids. So like, right. I don't care what you do. Like the next day they, they had us on a call talking about transferring and everyone's like talking about like, wait, so now you're going to cut my, you know, severely alter my, my university life, right? Like my athletic career that I've worked so hard to get. Um, and tell me that now you don't want me at this school. Like it was just this very sort of off tone, off color. What, how, um, did they, how did they bring up the transfer? They're not requiring you to transfer, I take it. They can't no, do no, that. No. Yeah, yeah. No, but just the, but just the notion that they brought it up was like, um, yeah, we, like, don't, we don't mind if you leave. Yeah. Right. So like if you can imagine like athletic director comes on, like makes this announcement, right? Like he disappears for a week. Uh, like no one can really like get a hold of him. Right. He's not really looking at his email. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of kind of a wild um, experience. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. You have, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we want to make sure that no other school can do this um, and because of how terrible it is. Like at least give the kids a year like UConn just cut a bunch of sports. It's terrible. You know, I hope they can reverse it. Right. It's largely financial, but they're giving them a year, um, which is really the right thing to do. Um, and we didn't even get that. And right. Like, and, and our coaches didn't know that they were, you know, losing their job or being laid off or, um, you yeah, know, that's being- probably the worst part of it. Right. Because I would think that in, in a completely, completely fair world, they, they give you even more than a year. In other words, in a completely fair world, the grandfather in, so to speak, the, the freshman that agreed to come to the school with the promise of competing for whatever varsity sport they play and let them play out their college career. And then and then you got to end it, end it. I mean, sometimes you got to end things, I guess, but to have no no to have no notice. So what are you going to do? Um, I uh, am having, you know, a serious conversation with another uh, varsity team at Brown. Oh. Um, but unfortunately, like, you know, my coaches decided to leave rightfully. So like if, if an institution treated me in the way that they treated her, like I would leave as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it just doesn't, I think uh, some of my teammates and I just really don't want the same things. Um, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate, but I think, uh, you know, I'm going to continue to fight for everything that I lost, um, for my coach and, you know, for all the other kids that are just working really hard to get reinstated and, and want to play again. Um, so but, they didn't, you know, they didn't re- also- they didn't realize you were a two-sport athlete. I, I take it you're... Yeah, they, they didn't know the tricks on my <laughs> So um, I, but... I take it that hasn't been finalized yet. That's why you prefer not to tell me what sport it is. Can I yeah, guess? Yeah, it's, yeah. T- it's, it's table tennis, isn't it? No, wait. It's, um, it's um, synchronized swimming, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, because, like, you know, that's a varsity sport at Brown, right? Like, <laughs> I know it's not. That's why I said it. <laughs> we would just cut, like, you know, all of our best teams to... But, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, in truth as well, like I had knee surgery literally two weeks ago oh, uh, man. So I'm happy from that. Uh, we don't even know if there's ball sports. Uh, so, right. um, 
and you know, and, and skiing as well, it's just really taken a toll. There's been a lot of wear and tear on me as well. I've had quite a few concussions. It just, you know, um, it's something that I'm not completely closed off to, but it's definitely, you know, it, it makes the fight a little different now that I'm really just in it to, to seek justice, right. And really make sure that, um, what Brown is doing is going to, we're going to hold them accountable. Right? And so and, what, and what, what are you doing in that regard? There, there are, is there, yeah. uh, there are active, you, you mentioned some court action. There's, there's, are you a, a party to some of these? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, we were fortunate enough to, to be able to retain, uh, Jeffrey Kessler at Winston and Strawn in New York city. Um, mm. Jeffrey Kessler is one of the best sports attorneys. Um, and we've been super, super fortunate to, to be, um, uh, not, not so small, but there's a coalition of kids that are represented um, by him. So kids have opted in. Um, and, and that was, you know, we were able to do that um, because of just being able to work with, with Kessler and um, and some other people that wanted to help us out. Uh, and then um, we also, on another front, the women are being represented by Title IX attorneys. Um, and I will say this, like, uh, because Brown has been in violation, these uh, this legal counsel that, you know, worked on this case over 20 years ago, um, is actually, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, they have fortunately or unfortunately as well, um, they're still our legal counsel. So they were, they were appointed by the court to represent women, to make sure that Brown is, um, you know, having some degree of equity within the department. Right. So we still have them. They're literally 20 years later and they're like, how much progress has been made? We're still fighting the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So there's, there's sort of two things at play here. And I presume it's going to be a a long haul, which I know is frustrating, but it sounds like it sounds like it's important to you. I, I take it the, the program getting reinstated is not, is not on the table or, or is it? Um, so I can't necessarily speak to the, um, desires of, of the people that are still involved in my program. Um, you know, I really fight on behalf of, of myself and, um, a lot of the other kids on the other teams, like, I don't really see us sectioned off in different teams. I see us really as a collective, right? Like we, um, you know, unfortunately, like we're all sort of <laughs> affected by this yeah, on the same boat. There are really barriers on teams. Um, so I really care a lot about those kids and there's a lot of kids that were really deceived, right? Like I think that the 40 incoming recruits, um, and I can just imagine like how excited I was to come to Brown. You know, I had an incredible year. Um, and, and if this happened to me last year, like I would have been just absolutely devastated yeah. um, Especially after working so hard, like people don't understand how hard it is to play, you know, at a division one level, but like also in the Ivy league, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's really difficult, um, to, to get in academically as well. So yeah, people forget that the Ivy league is division one. Don't forget that people. No, I know. It's kind of like, you know, it's, uh, it's a different experience, right? Like it certainly is. And I, and I'm not trying to say that Ivy league football matches up with Michigan. Um, but it, it's certainly like a distinct experience, right? Like it's, it's very athletically and academically intertwined, right? Like you're sort of your two lives are not, um, exclusive and, um, as they might be at some other schools as well. Um, right. Like it's, it's very a part of the experience and it's also about the whole person, right? Like you're not just an athlete, 
you're a person, you're, you're a student athlete. Um, and not saying that kids at other schools aren't, but it's, it's very emphasized. Um, and like there it's, it's not uncommon for someone to be like, you know, I can't come to practice. Like I'm grinding out a organic chemistry piece set, you know? Um, and that's kind of an acceptable, acceptable thing in some cases. Right. So, yeah, this is not like, this is not like some school where you, they invite you in and you take, you know, advanced television watching, and then go ski. It, it, you really are getting a degree from an Ivy League institution. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if Ryan Fitzpatrick went to all his classes when he was at Harvard, but I assume he did. He seems like a smart guy. He's done pretty well for himself <laughs> in the NFL. Um, and yeah. there, there are a few other um, examples. I, this is neither here nor there, but I remember when I was a, a freshman at Penn, we had a QB named Jim Krachikia. He wasn't very good. But as it happened, the NFL went on strike the following year, and they brought in these replacement players. And Jim Kuchikia was the quarterback of the, of the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. I don't remember how he did. But um, so you see. Wow. You, you That's two, quite the story. Yes. So um, have you thought about the Olympics in the past? I'm just curious. Is that a possibility for you? Yeah, um, I have. Uh, not for a while. <laughs> right. Okay. But, uh, you know, I think every kid dreams, and like, um, as the cards kind of fell for me as I got older, um, you know, I had a very adverse high school experience. Uh, a lot of people in my family unfortunately passed away. Um, it was really difficult. Mm. Like every time I felt like, you know, I just it was, it was like doing the impossible, right? Like I was just trying to go to school away from my family, right? And um, had a lot, had a lot of going on, um, in all aspects of my life. Um, so, you know, I, at some point I kind of refocused and said, Hey, like, I'm going to give it everything I have and just work relentlessly to try to get into this school. Um, and, and that really became like, I had tunnel vision. Like I just wanted to go to Brown. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So it sounds like you're staying at Brown. Have you already made that decision or you don't have uh-huh. to tell me, but I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna explore. Um, certainly, uh, I think we'll see. It's it's a little premature for me just because I want to see. So uh, you know, here's the other thing: no one can transfer. So they're having this transfer meeting, and they're like, kids are like, what? Like the the transfer deadline is uh, like in you know, it's pretty much done yeah. for all the schools in the Ivy League, and nobody has slots left. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so that's like, not right? realistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and actually, I talked to Harvard admissions, and they're like, "Yeah, we're 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 done, right? Like, you can't go to another school to conference. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year, though. I would I would certainly explore it, depending on what you know the university decides to do um, throughout the throughout the year, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I'm curious to see what happens to the department, um, just because you know there's there's the athletic director at the top, right? This this man named Jack Hayes, and then you have all these other people. His associate athletic directors didn't even know that's amazing work with him like did not know right like yeah it's like this um, secret like coup d'etat sort of or something yeah it's crazy trade secret right like so yeah so um we wish you well maddie maddie mccarthy is there uh is still a student at brown by the way and um so is there a way people can get more information about this i know you want to spread the word that this was ill-advised, unfair, etc. Is there is yeah. there a way people can find out more or, or even support the cause? Yeah, so savebrownathletics.com. And, uh-huh. you know, we're, I would say really the biggest thing is like, 
we're all we've been all over the press the past couple past couple weeks you know there was um i on a personal level was able to be featured in sports illustrated and sort of talk about my climb to brown um, and how it affects us there's been a lot of title nine um stuff that has recently come out uh we were in the new york times yesterday or okay. a couple days ago yeah um so just just really like retweeting and you know sharing those things and, and basically saying that you know, we, we're not going to continue to discriminate against women in sports and, and we're not going to just allow, you know, college sports to be expendable. Those are really the two biggest things. It does, it's not about what sports they're cutting and sort of what they mean. It's about it's about what was, you know, how it was done. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's really the biggest message. There you go. Natty McCarthy, Brown University student. Thanks for joining us. Wish you luck. Save Brown Athletics. Go check it out. I mean, what the heck, people? Brown. I'm glad I didn't go to Brown now. Sorry. No offense, Maddie. Good luck with everything. And I hope this story ends happily at Brown or elsewhere. Thanks so much. All right. Once again, save Brown Athletics. Go and check it out to learn the whole story. Support this cause. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Please help spread the word. You heard, Maddie. Let's keep getting the word out. Fighting this fight. And if you like the podcast, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you want to be a guest on this show, email me, david at pod617.com. If you like your own podcast, you can do it. Go to pod617.com. That website, all kinds of bells and whistles to get in touch with us. On behalf of Maddie McCarthy and all the students at Brown University who got the shaft, but they're fighting. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a good day, everybody.